Hey, 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 and welcome back to Be the Burning One podcast. If we're meeting for the first time, yay! Let me introduce myself. I am Tanya Williams, and I am a full-time believer and follower of Jesus Christ. I am the voice of peace in the midst of chaos. I am also a faith instigator and the host of this amazing podcast. For those of you that I do know, thank you. Thank you for your patience and your prayers. Living as a burning one means shift happens. (laughs) Transformation happens. And I believe that the fruit of my most recent transformation will bless and encourage you on a new level. So let's get to it. Beautiful ones, let's talk about how does one pummel the problems of life by actively practicing peace? Yeah, that's a mouthful, eh? Well, what does that look like, practicing peace? I am so glad that you asked. The first thing you do when a problem presents itself is you press pause, okay? Press the pause button on any reaction that starts to well up. Now, I don't know this to be a fact, but my best guesstimate is that 99.9% of the time, okay, hold on, all right, maybe that was a little bit high, maybe 99.5% of the time, our first reaction to a problem does not go that well, but we really can choose to respond well instead. So when we choose to respond in a way that aligns with the heart of God, the outcome is guaranteed to bring honor to the King of glory. Why am I making this distinction between reaction and response? Well, there is a difference. And I went to my handy-dandy Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary to define these two words, react. That is to return an impulse or impression, or it is to resist the action of another body by an opposite force, okay? Resisting the action of another body, resisting a problem by an opposite force, hmm. To respond is simply to answer, to give a reply, okay? Reacting is appropriate and most of the time necessary when we need to protect ourselves. So let's say I put my hand on a roasting pan that just came out of the oven, right? I'm going to react. I'm going to draw my hand back as quick as I can, as quick as I can, as quick as I can. When a mosquito lands on my leg, which happens rather frequently here in South Texas, I react by killing that sucker as quickly as possible. That is moving by impulse, and it is is self-preserving by nature, okay? But if we're honest, most of the problems that come our way, there is not ever going to be a good resolution when we act impulsively or we flat out resist something. So how do you respond to a problem in a way that aligns with the heart of God? You press pause 
and then you identify what is the actual problem. You have to go to the root of the issue. Have you ever pulled a weed um, from the flower bed or a garden and because you only just ripped off that top half, the roots were still intact and that weed came back just as strong as it did before? You got to get to the root of the problem and then find out what promise has God made in answer to this thing that you are experiencing? Did you lose your job? Okay, well, all right, we're pressing pause. What is the real problem? Is the real problem fear? Well, hang on, we got a promise. God said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That means the Prince of Peace is always with you. Are you worried about how the bills will get paid? All right, let me read this to you. This is something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon, in all of his splendor, wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long after all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Did you notice? Jesus said, look at the lilies, look at the birds. They're not fretting. How much more will he take care of you? How much more will he take care of you, beautiful one? You, the one he specifically knit together in your mother's womb, the one who bears his image and his likeness. He's got you, boo. He's got you. Once you know the promises of God, you can then just ask him, you know, Father, how do you see this thing? This is what I'm seeing, but I know that I have a limited view, so what does it look like from your perspective? What promises are you planning on fulfilling here? You can ask him, Lord, what does this mean for us? What should I be doing? How do I bring you glory in this situation? 
what are you revealing about yourself now that maybe I haven't ever seen before? What are you showing me about me? Lord, is there an upgrade or a promotion in the spirit that I'm in line for? Beautiful one, you simply talk with him. Ask questions. He's not afraid of your questions. Now, I don't believe that the why question ever gets answered directly. I think that the Lord asks us to trust him, and I believe that when we ask the why question and it's crickets, that is our indicator that maybe the motive behind the question is off. Please, please, please don't ever assume that silence means that the Lord is ignoring you. He never ignores his children. He will draw you into himself. Silence causes us to want to lean in. A burning one will lean in to hear what the Lord wants to say. Learning to count it all joy is part of what it means to be a burning one. In the Passion Translation, it says this, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then, as your endurance grows even stronger, It will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Yeah, nothing missing and nothing lacking. Key number one, press pause on reacting to the hiccups that life brings you. Key number two, talk with the father. Ask him his thoughts on the matter. Talk with him about his plans. Find out who he intends to bless through the mess. Ask him, what does he want to see come out of this situation? As you do these two things consistently, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 becomes way more than a scripture that is prayed or quoted. You begin to encapsulate it. The eyes of your heart become enlightened so that you do know the hope to which he has called you. Start counting it all joy, beautiful one. You are learning how to lean into your father's chest and to hear his heartbeat for what's going on around you. You are learning how to press pause and choosing to respond based on what you've heard while sitting in the father's lap. The more that you do this, the more you will start to have ginormous expectations that something brilliant is about to happen. Why? Because you have seen the promises. You have talked with the Father about what he sees. And now you're living in that place of, ooh, I can't hardly wait to see how Papa works this thing out. That problem that once upon a time may have had you all worked up has now turned into a pleasure because it's brought you into a deeper place of intimacy and understanding of the goodness of God. Because you know, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, right? I pray this blesses you over and over again. And until next time, beautiful one, peace.